All right, we are back in with another episode of the Shoot for Ball podcast. Some weeks we have four, some weeks we have five. Right now we're doing a big three right now. We got <laughs> we got Al Harrington, Amari Stoudemire, and I, I would have said Mike Bibby, but he in the news right now. I, 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 I don't know yeah. if this week you want to be Mike Bibby. <laughs> At all. I don't know if you want to be Mike Bibby. Uh, I feel like today's Shoot for Ball podcast is going to be pretty much centric on the biggest story in the NBA. What in the hell is happening with the Los Angeles Lakers? It's one thing to go out there and lose to Golden State. I lose to Houston. Bro, you're losing to the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> you're losing the to the Atlanta Hawks before the All-Star break. <laughs> Embarrassing performance by the Los Angeles Lakers, bro. I can't believe Greg ain't here for this. That's why he's not that's here. You know that's why he's not here. <laughs> Lakers is trash right now. He only show up for Warriors turmoil or Lakers doing well. So, Let's start with this. Do we think the Lakers are making the playoffs? I don't anymore. I think it's over. I said before, uh, before our All Star or before the All Star break on the pre All Star break show that um, I didn't think that they would make it. Um, it's just, <clears throat> I mean, I mean, there's a way they can make it, and I mean, I guess we'll probably get into that a little bit. But as currently how things are going, I don't think that they're going to make it. Although they have a chance because. Even though while they're losing, there's other teams in front of them that continue to lose. So it's like the basketball guys is like it's all there for you, LeBron. Just take 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 advantage of it and get on in there. But I don't really think that they're gonna make it. And even if they got in there, I mean, how they're playing right now. Even though I love LeBron and I would hate to go through a playoff with him not being in there, but how they're playing right now in this team, it'd be boring to watch because you know what's going to happen. They ain't going to play no defense. They go get waxed, and then that's going to be the end of it. So, yeah, they're not making it. There are so many things to really get into about this whole thing. I've been very disappointed from just a LeBron effort standpoint. Like, LeBron was doing the one talking about playoff mode activated, and now you about to start hooping, and they won that game against Houston. I'm like, all right, the Lakers ain't playing around here. They about to make a run. You lose to the Pelicans with no Anthony Davis. You just lost to the Grizzlies. Like, I'm just not seeing a whole lot of fight and effort from this team. There's definitely no fight or effort, and that's from everybody 1 through 15. Um, I do think they make the playoffs, though, to answer your question. I think they'll figure it out. I honestly think, as crazy as it sounds, I think when Lonzo comes back, that's when they're going to – put a run together because he's going to help them defensively with what they probably have been missing, which is literally just effort. Somebody on their team needs to jumpstart the effort. It's not coming from leadership. JaVale McGee's definitely not going to start it. Lance ain't going to start it. Rondo's not going to start it. And Rondo and LeBron both have been terrible for them to be the leaders of the team defensively, at least the past few games since the All-Star break. So I don't know what's gotten into them. But I think when Lonzo come back, I think they'll have an additional person in their rotation and definitely somebody that's defensively able to at least contend and give effort plays. How much of it do we think is tied into the trade stuff? I think a lot of it. I think it's uh, all of it probably. I think it's a, it's a collective whole. um, But I think with the younger players, a lot of it is the trade stuff. Although, as much as Brandon Ingram has been maligned over the year, he is currently hooping. Mm. He's on hoop mode right now. You know, I don't, I don't really play a lot of the the 2K games, but <laughs> what you get under you when you're hot, you know, whatever that is, <laughs> he got that up under him right Flame now. <laughs> so, uh, but I do think a lot of that is tied into why they are inconsistent with how they're playing and what's going on right now. I'm blaming a lot of this on LeBron because 
Y'all know that scene where he's like, attitude reflect leadership. Mm-hmm. It don't feel like LeBron giving 100% on the court. So mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're a leader and best player ain't giving 100%, if I'm JaVale McGee, why am I giving 100%? If I'm Josh Hart, why am I giving 100%? To like A lot of this just seems to flow through LeBron. I'm sure y'all saw it. I think it was yesterday. They had the spotlight on my dog, LeBron. They were showing him. He was in there. He was out there doing a mannequin challenge on defense, <laughs> snoozing, looking around like he was a spectator on defense. And then it was one, his man, it's, it's clearly his man. And LeBron always does this. Like, I love LeBron, yeah. but he always does this. It's his man that has the ball. He's, like, looking at somebody else to go guard him and doesn't leave the paint. They even hit the open shot. He started blaming somebody else. Like, LeBron, that's your man you should be covering. Like, I think a lot of this is on LeBron from just a sheer effort standpoint. Like, those young kids, they're going to follow your actions. And you ain't really trying that hard right now. I agree. Uh in terms of that, I mean, y'all know y'all. I know y'all gonna roast me for being a LeBron bashing guy, but I mean, it definitely starts from the top. But he's, I don't know what's up with him. He looked fine in the All Star game. He looked fine in some games, and then sometimes he's not. So just maybe his conditioning isn't right. I don't know what's wrong with LeBron. But last night, I know for sure LeBron was, LeBron was terrible. And I, I was watching First Things First this morning, and Chris Carter brought it up in terms of. I think this is definitely going too far, but he's over here questioning if we should question if LeBron's the best player on the planet right now. I still personally think he is, but if he keeps this up, it's definitely going to be a question that needs to be asked because I don't know, I don't know what's going on with the Lakers and, and or what he's really thinking because he's definitely the engine that makes them go. Yeah. I saw I, I saw uh, Stephen A. Smith. He said the same thing on first take. He was saying the same thing. He was bringing up a lot of it, just injury concerns and that stuff. I mean, I, I don't know LeBron's health. I'm not in the man's body. He's certainly healthy enough to give you a lot more effort than what he's giving you right now. Yeah, and I, me personally, I mean, from watching – I mean, we've all watched a lot of LeBron games, but with me being, you know, an avid follower of LeBron and really paying attention to just how he plays, like I honestly think that he's not necessarily still hurt, but I think that he's favoring that groin, meaning that – he may be back. His groin may be fine, but it's one of them things where <clears throat> when you get when you've never been injured, and I'm a person that's had a bunch of injuries. Now I'm not trying to compare myself to LeBron at all, but when you have injuries, and especially if it's something that you've never dealt with before, when you come back, you may be fine, but you're just reluctant to just go full blown. You know, especially when it comes to that groin, like how he how he tweaked his groin or whatever he ended up doing to his groin, it was basically just off of a movement. He tried to go get the ball, it was just a regular movement, and and there it went. So, to me, just watching him, like, he he started that last year. Uh, that's something that I do agree with um, Skip Bayless that he always talks about, where last year he started that, you know, I'm just going to roam the paint, being, you know, I'm going to be the help defender. You know, he started that a lot last year, and I got it last year. With the team he was doing, he was basically just trying to pace himself till he got to the playoffs, and then once the playoffs hit, he turned it on. He he activated in the playoffs. <clears throat> and fast forward to this year, after that injury, he felt that he can just activate, and then <laughs> once he, he quote-unquote activated, is still in the back of his mind like, well, if I go too hard, then – what if this snap out? So I don't think that that's gotten out of his gotten out of his mind yet. But that still does not take away from the fact that you can still show some effort. Like his effort, and it ain't necessarily that. Well, it is necessarily the effort, but it's his body language. Like his body language just 
basically it, it, it raises all these questions. Like, that's why I can't really defend him on this. You know, it makes people to be able to say, well, are you still the best player in the world? Like, you already knew people, especially the media, they was going to jump on this. Just give them, them stories, something to write about. You know, especially now, you know, it, it's, it's coming playoff time. So, of course, the Stephen A's and the Skip Baylesses, they all going to jump on top of this. Oh, yeah, are you really still the best player in the world? So, to me, I just, even if he is still hurt, it's an easy fix to me how he can fix this whole situation. And that is LeBron has to humble himself. And what I mean by he has to humble himself is he's at the point now where because he's so great and he's playing with all these young players, even if it ain't his fault, he does not have, he should be the one to be like, well, I could have did this better or I could have did that better. Versus that never happens from LeBron. Exactly, <laughs> never right. happens from LeBron. He, I love LeBron. That don't never happen. He does. He 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 refuses to say like even with that play with um I, I can't pronounce the name Caboclo. That's the that's the three that everybody keeps spotlighting that when they cut it to four <clears throat> and he hit that hit that three because LeBron was in the lane. He did that old man defense when you playing pickup ball and it's somebody that you think you can't that think that um he can't shoot. You just gonna let him shoot. And when he saw who who had, when that ball swung over and he saw who it went to, he he played the percentages. Oh yeah, he about to miss this. And when he made it, people made it like he was looking around. He was dejected because he was he was mad that he made it. So <clears throat> that play right there, even if you just gonna let somebody shoot, you can at least try to at least run out there. Like that'll that'll especially a player like that, that'll throw him off a little bit. But if you just let clap somebody, or make a noise yeah, or something. He's an NBA <laughs> player. So even if he is a 28% three-point shooter. Like, it's a wide-open shot. So, the percentages are going to be higher for him. And it ain't like they playing in the NBA Finals. So, it ain't like he's sitting there like, oh, my, my, my knees are shaking. Oh, I got to make this shot. No, nah, he just shot it and he made it. Game. So, I just really think that he can fix that whole situation by just being a be, taking the leadership, taking the blame for some things, and then pulling them guys to the side and – simply telling them like hey i got y'all back i know y'all understand that y'all dealing with all this trade all these trade rumors and all that but we need to finish this out he needs to build some type of camaraderie for the rest of the season even if they're not going to be there and he can do that by simply like being that guy they can lean on but he's he clearly does not want to be that and that's a problem and it's going to continue to be a problem let me ask you this i'll play devil's advocate do we think lebron wants to make the playoffs eight straight years if they make the playoffs, they're the eight seed to get smoked by the Warriors because that's they will get smoked by four games to nothing. They're not winning a game against the Warriors. They're losing. Do we think LeBron actually wants to make the playoffs? Because if they miss the playoffs, we agree. Luke, out of here. Luke's not coming I back in the he's playoffs. Already gonna be I agree, but I'm saying hundred percent. Luke might get fired that night if they miss the playoffs. <laughs> he's not going to be there. And then if you, LeBron, the fastest way to make change is this team doesn't make the playoffs. It will then be hard to say how much better we got. We didn't progress a whole lot. You can go to Magic and say, go get Anthony Davis. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking there's like a small part of LeBron, like the effort stuff is. Maybe secretly he doesn't want this team to make the playoffs. You you could be onto something, but you're already playing devil's advocate. But just to add a, a separate side of more Satan's devil's advocate <laughs> right. to that, from the Lakers' standpoint, I wonder, are they beginning to wonder – I mean, they of course they want another free agent regardless, but are they beginning to wonder should we still mortgage what we have to bring in somebody that we know basically I, – I, I posed this question a long time ago when we first when LeBron first got injured. How do we know that he's going to get over this like you speak of and actually get back to being the LeBron that we, that we know he can be? 
consistently night in, night out. If this, what if this is the new LeBron? Then what did the Lakers do? Do they get rid of the guys like Brandon Ingram, who's now all of a sudden found life? Do they get rid of Kuzma, who's basically these are the guys for the next 10 years when they still can bring in, like you said, a free agent? It might not be Anthony Davis that they had to trade for, but they can just try and see either they can get anybody else through free agency this year and maybe either wait for AD next year or you might just lose out on AD. But you got to make some type of decision based on what you either are seeing or what LeBron is telling you if he's not telling you and he's doing something different. But the Lakers still at the end of the day, I think, have to think about the Lakers. But we knew all this would happen from the jump because – all that was smoke and mirrors when LeBron was saying coming in saying he wanted to be playing off the ball, all this other stuff. We knew what LeBron was going to bring when he came to the Lakers. It's the same thing that's been in Cleveland. It's the same thing that's been in Miami. He's going he's gonna to make it happen his way the way he wants it, whatever case at, at the end of the day. I think that LeBron wants somebody like Kawhi Leonard, so like that person is the other, like the defender. Like the defense kind of goes through him. Like that that's what I think LeBron needs. They got at LeBron this stage playing at the five though sometimes with like the lineup. So I mean Kawhi's not gonna be playing a five. Le- LeBron just like you said needs to play with effort at the end of the day. He's he's out there not even trying to run like Bond said out to contest a three or at least run by somebody, pull a short nigga, something. <laughs> you just sitting down there baking cakes in the paint. Yeah, that's the I mean he to me, I think he assessed this situation, the Lakers situation. <clears throat> I want to say poorly, but I think his expectations weren't met as far as what he thought that the young core was going to be. And a lot of what he's playing with right now, too, is he he doesn't have trust in them. Like, And that's why it's hard to go full board, yeah, I'm going to go, quote, unquote, activate when you don't trust everybody. And I can see that a lot, too. Like, he don't trust that, you know, that because of this whole trade situation – and a lot of the game is mental, too. And I don't think that – and he's kind of talked about it, too. Like, the mental part of the game is he doesn't see that in the young guys and just – not necessarily the young guys, just, you know, everybody, I guess, around him except for Rondo, that they don't have that mental side of the game and being able to deal with trade rumors and being able to deal with, well, when we play these lesser teams like Atlanta and Memphis that – you know, you have to play with the same type of intensity that you would play with if you were playing a Houston. Like, to me, like, the Lakers, they play better against better teams. Mm-hmm. You know, now take away the time that LeBron was gone. That was different. But since LeBron has been there, one thing I can say is pre-injury and post-injury, anytime when they play against a good team, like, yeah, sometimes a couple of those games they had to come back. But still that mentality is – they play differently than when they play with a Memphis. Like if you watch, like I only watched two and a half quarters of that Memphis game. And it was just like, they were there. They were out there. It was one of them. Oh, Memphis is trash. We just going to walk in here and we just going to get a win. But they got to understand. And I, and I don't think I, it ain't just LeBron, but I don't even think the young guys understand that when you play those teams like that, like you got to put your foot on their neck, like all, all one through three quarters, you get them one through three quarters, get up good 20, then you can kind of sit back and coast. But every time the Lakers will make a run, like you can tell that Memphis had no reason being in that game. They will make a run. Lakers make an easy run, quick 7-0, 8-0 run. And then next year you know, here come Memphis right back because they got the lead. But the young guys now understand, like, you can't just because you go on these little mini runs, like the game is not over. You got to continue to play. But then, like you said, a lot of that, too, is LeBron because <clears throat> he can – still be the one that sets that tone 
even when he see them coming back in coming back in the game, now nah, let me go ahead and end this. But he just sits back. He just coasts and sits back until they really, really need him. And then that's when he's going to try to turn it on. That's what he tried to do in the fourth quarter. But by that time, you done gave that other team confidence, so it's hard to, to get rid of them. So I don't think he has that trust in him, and that's another reason why he's just not going to go full board and go all out. And he is. I think he want to make the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. I do think he wants to make a playoff, but I don't think he wants to make the playoff with how this team is playing. That team that was playing before he got hurt, that team he would he he's ready to go into the playoffs and fight with. But this team, just seeing how, you know, Brandon Ingram's coming on, but just seeing how they're playing right now, it's just like, ugh. I mean, we make it. What are we going to do when we get there? Yeah, probably nothing. What do we make of LeBron's comments about off the court and focus on basketball? Because I, I took it as LeBron has other interests. All of us have other interests. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was a bad look when the day you couldn't play because of, quote, low management, 2 chains is posting you as the studio <laughs> preparing for his rap album. Right. Like, that didn't appear to me that somebody that's all on the same page. I got no issues with you do what you want in your free time. And LeBron's clearly shown that I can play basketball at a high level and go make movies and do all this other stuff. But, bro, you can't be talking to me about is this your number one focus when you chose not to play in a game and then later that night you was at the <laughs> studio with 2 chains getting ready for an album. You can't sell me that you're 100% committed, not just to basketball, but to, to this team. I don't question LeBron's dedication to being the best basketball player in the world. I'm questioning his dedication to trying to win with this group of Lakers players. Uh, I mean, I'm a little, you know, I guess I can play devil, devil's advocate with that because LeBron has, he has consistently shown that no matter what he does, like he is going to do whatever it takes to make sure that he's ready to play. Whatever he's doing off the court, like, when he's and two chains mentioned the day when he was on TV, he was like, even while he was in the studio, like he was still in there, like doing stuff to be prepped to play. Like, you know, he he everybody talks about it, how he takes his masseuse with him. He takes, you know, people travel with him to make sure that, you know, he's stretching in between different things, stuff like that. So that's why. I get what people are saying. It is, it's, it may be not be a good look when you got those young guys. You should lead by example. But also, too, give him the benefit of the doubt. If anybody is that he is one that's definitely going to be 110% making sure that he's ready to play, whether it's a game, even if, even if I had to fly to here and come back, like I'm going to be ready to play. So <clears throat> I don't think that as far as with him, that should be necessarily – the reason why everybody should jump on him because of, well, yeah, he's saying that he, and he's calling them out for that. But what I do agree with is that he can still, he can set a better example by a, just not saying nothing about it. Like not, not even bringing that up, you know, just saying like, you know, you, you can word it differently than what he, how he said it because he know that the media was going to jump on it. And then part of that too, I think that that was calculated. Like, you know, LeBron hasn't really used the media this year, like he has used in the past, and with the Cle with Cleveland, he's just the media now. That's yeah, what the, he's, that's the big difference. But, he's the media. But when he was with Cleveland, like pre, you know, like beginning of the season when quote unquote he was bored, you know, people used to talk <laughs> about that. That's when all the the cryptic tweets would come <laughs> out. Like this year, we haven't really had to, we haven't really seen that. Yeah, all, right. all this year has just been him just posting himself. Like that's it. But I think a lot of that was calculated. But the thing is, you're dealing with fragile egos right now in that locker room, so it's a little differently. And some of them players ain't taking it how he feel 
think or how he thought that they were going to take it. And it's really just kind of breaking them down. So I just think a lot of the stuff that he's doing, a lot of stuff that Magic did, just what they doing at, did as an organization this year is just backfired on them and it's showing right now. We don't have the normal time that we have today. I could talk about this Lakers stuff for probably two hours. Right. Uh, we've talked a lot about the James Harden streak. Oh, R.I.P. the streak, man. <laughs> Yo, Atlanta didn't have to quadruple team my man, dog. Hey, 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 no. I'm glad sure. they did. Somebody hey, needed to. They were about to make sure. <laughs> they didn't have to quadruple team my dog. At the end. Harden had the ball. I mean, it was like it was like bitty ball. They had they had, they had the whole Atlanta Hawks team trapping them in the corner. You can tell James was mad, bro. Hey. James was he should have shot anyway. He should have just pulled up. <laughs> Harden should have pulled up from, from, from 50 to try hey, to get that That kind of tells you his reputation that's in the league. That yeah. For them to be, the game to be over, and it's five seconds left <laughs> for players to run over there. <laughs> you know he wanted to because shoot. Because they thinking, yeah, he, he going to try to get this. He going to try to shoot. Like everybody else, they would have just walked off, let, let the buzzer sound or whatnot. They ran, especially Kent Bazemore. You know, he a, he a, he a warrior <laughs> product, warrior so guy. he definitely wasn't about to let it go down. He ran all the way from across to make sure he they didn't, didn't have that. to put four if they had put two on them no yeah. problem no. they put send four everybody. bodies on send Harden everybody and, you, and you know Harden was about to pass <laughs> yeah. you knew he wasn't passing the no Jesus could have been underneath <laughs> the rim he wasn't he wasn't passing the ball right yeah I think a lot of day everybody's trying to make it like oh yeah he made a good decision you know he didn't want the street I think a lot of it was just from circumstance he didn't have no <laughs> yeah, shot he didn't have no possibility he had no re you know That's he couldn't fact. get his four people there so <laughs> Hey, hey, that's it's over with. So the thing is, you know, Harden heard about it. You know, Harden is heard heard about about that street. He hella heard about it. He definitely wanted to keep it going as long as he could. And the way that it ended that way versus just an overall game of defense for him to only be one bucket away, you know, he's pissed about it right now. Right. But I mean, it had to end. So and it almost ended before it almost ended in the Lakers game. Because he yeah he shot that three from the corner, (laughs) but not the three. It was a layup because he he was he was on twenty eight. And he oh, got that got that Ole layup when the Lakers had went on that little run and went up five. And right before he fouled out, he had got a layup. But it was kind of <laughs> one of them where the Lakers just kind of conceded because they didn't want to foul. Mm. So he he got a little finger roll, and then the next play he fouled out. So, you know, that, it almost James a sucker. <laughs> Straight sucker. But at, least, sucker. but at least that was in the flow of the game. But if he would have shot this one, oh, man. Here roasted. <laughs> Can I just be? Let's continue our theme of the devil, the double devil's advocate. Here. Because I watched the devil's the, in this room. Yeah. What we got going Satan on? Satan is in definitely here. in the room. I watched a lot of that Rockets and Warriors game. A lot of it. Are they better with Chris Paul minus no James Harden as opposed to Harden by? Because no. Chris Paul was out here. He was out here serving no. up dimes no. like it was NBA Street Two. Right. He was out here serving them up. No, right? They're not. No. What do you have? What do you have? Seventeen assists. Yeah, seventeen. But you're not expecting PJ Tucker to drop off twenty something. You're not expecting Fareed to drop off twenty something. I don't care how many assists he's dishing out. That's just a, a blip on the radar. I'm just asking the question. I'm just asking. No, they're not better without I'm just James asking, Harden. No. Look, I'm <laughs> just saying everybody was involved. They was moving the ball. They went on the road and beat the best team in the NBA. James Harden look, used to be last. Ooh. It was last season or either before Chris Paul got there, maybe during one of his injury streets. But Chris, was, I mean, James was doing the same thing Chris was doing. James was dishing out the ball all the time. He, he, not, just, he not this season. He, he, he might have been. out shit. <laughs> yeah, he definitely wasn't. But, I mean. He was now. out there trying to get we, buckets. We too. know how this goes. You're like, look, the the Houston, Houston without without James Harden, they remind me of a of a '88 
Caprice Classic. <laughs> they with some po-po beat in the back and some twenty twos on it. Like, yeah, you gonna get around the city looking good. It's gonna you gonna have that beat in there. Everybody gonna be watching. You gonna be like, everybody gonna look at you like, yeah, that's looking good. It's looking good. And then what's gonna happen in three weeks, four weeks of mud down the line? Engine over that engine that popped, <laughs> <laughs> or or that that carburetor done, done flooded, and something done happened to that engine, and now you're stuck. That's Chris Paul. That's Chris Paul in the Houston Rockets, like. You, it's gonna look good for a period of time, but we all know what's gonna happen when it's time to get on that highway, and you gotta put that, <laughs> you gotta put it in, get in the fast put some lane, mileage on and, it. And, and get somewhere that you need to get to. It ain't gonna, it's, it ain't gonna last. So yeah, it look, of course, it's gonna look better with Chris Paul because he's he's a distributor, he's a floor general. So it's gonna get other players involved. They know that they gonna get the ball. They ready to shoot. They, th- I would say right now they know they won't get the ball playing with James <laughs> yeah, Harden. They know, know that much. Yeah, it's just so you to answer your question. No, they're definitely not better without James Harden. They just look better for that night or a few nights whenever Chris Paul's in there and he's healthy. If you're if you're Houston, why wouldn't you just shut Chris Paul down until like the <laughs> second round of the NBA playoffs? I'm serious. You gotta you gotta shut Chris Paul down to the second. You gotta have him doing some training exercises with uh with the Zion Williamson right now, just riding so the bike, getting ready so you can come back because you know he's about to get hurt. That's de- Don't we all know he's about to get hurt? He would definitely be on load management. That's the only thing. He'd definitely be on load management. He right need to be A and R and somebody rap album right, right now. Until the playoffs. Wayne's new album about to be A and R by Chris Paul. That's what's about to happen. Until until the playoffs, definitely because he needs all the rest he can on that hamstring, but. I mean, I guess they they scared that they may drop and they want to keep the spot that they're in right now. But I mean, it's one of the decisions you got to make. You you want to risk that or what? But Chris Paul also he's making about to be make well he's making forty two million. Yeah, so he, he need to be playing. He got to play. He need to be doing something. So. Forty two million dollars <laughs> for Chris million Paul. Dollars. Forty two million for one and one third of a hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> uh. We didn't put this on the list, but I would like to get your take on it. Demarcus Cousins, a little unhappy with his minutes. Yeah, he's, Is there some kind of unhappy home already? Demarcus Cousins back. <laughs> no. He out here getting technical <laughs> fouls, throwing niggas' shoes off bruh, to the side. Let me say, that technical, bro, that technical was some straight BS. Man. I feel kind of bad for Demarcus. Bro, his bad rap just it. took him out yeah. for that one. But in terms of the minutes, uh, I think he probably just thinks he's probably – further along in his rehab and he's ready to assume more minutes but he knows that it's the and, regular season right Right, it's the regular season he he clearly has shown that what he can do and when the Warriors are figuring out how to keep keep him in a good rotation but in terms of more minutes I mean it's gonna come with time as long as he's giving max minutes uh possible come May April May and June that's all that matters I don't think he should be worrying about what's going on in the end of February right now but he did have a nice game. So, like I said, every now and then he, he shows us the old DeMarcus. Yeah, he's trying to play for that contract. That's yeah, what that's he what did. He's, he's trying to show everybody that he's back and he's healthy. And yeah. He's trying to get that bag next year. He's going to come hoop with LeBron. That's what he needs to do. I think he's going to get that regardless. He just got to keep staying the course. Right. Because folks know what he's doing. As long as he finishes the season healthy, he's going to get a bag from somebody. All right. The Lakers, that needs to be his bag. Go get that Laker bag. Man, they probably don't want him for some reason. Who knows? But the Lakers are going to find a way to trick that I'm shocked he's not on the team right now when all he was was a one-year deal. I'm shocked he's not playing for the Lakers right now. They could they could use DeMarcus Cousins' toughness because he would have choked <laughs> Josh Hart out. He'd be dead right now if he was on the Lakers. He would have cussed him out so him. bad. You telling me that he wouldn't have fought Brandon Ingram the first half of the season? He would have squared up Brandon Ingram. He fought their whole bench. <laughs> Seven points? What? <laughs> 
Oh, he 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 definitely would have been in that mutiny against Luke Walton. Whenever they was, oh, yeah. whenever they was arguing, oh, yeah. Demarcus would have been at the center of that. Right behind Mike Beasley. You a bitch. <laughs> so he definitely would have told that. <laughs> he definitely would have told him that. Uh, Kyrie and the Celtics. I don't know. You probably watched it. I don't know if you watched it or not. The uh, he went on with uh, Rachel Nichols, mm, yeah, uh, and he was talking a lot about leadership and still thinking they the best team and free agency. What I don't like about what well, I, I hate this about all the NBA dudes and Kevin Durant be doing it too is they be the main ones to talk about free agency. And then when they get asked about free agency, they be mad. Kyrie, we keep talking about free agency because you be talking about free agency. <laughs> like, you can't do both. Just say, I'm not going to make any comments about You say at the beginning of the season, and they'll stop asking you about it. But you can't do these little stuff about going to the Knicks and then get mad when we ask you about going to the Knicks. Like, bro, come on now. You, you, you should know how the game works. Yeah, they, they can easily, both of them could easily ended that conversation, but they don't want to do it. You know, so you can't have it both ways. Like, you you know, y'all been in the league long enough. Hell, and Kyrie played with LeBron. So you should know what you're going to get. You can't just expect just because it's LeBron, he 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 was going to get all those questions and different things like that. But even this second go around, like LeBron ended all that. You know, at his first press conference, never forget last year uh, in Cleveland, their opening press conference, he said, look, Y'all going to ask me, y'all can ask me anything about free agency right now, but after this interview, I won't be answering any questions about free agency until the end of the season. And I won't be talking about it until the end of the season. And that's what happened. But they don't want to do that. Like, you know, they they feel that, oh, I can go, and especially Kevin Durant, I can go and talk about, you talked about New York and you liking to play there <laughs> and all these different things. Now you got a company in New York, but then you get mad because they ask you, well, uh, hey, are you going to yeah. go to New York? They ask you about New York. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. Like, like dude, it just don't make no sense, but. I I'm kind of out on the Celtics. I, maybe it's early. I, Bro, they're here talking about having fun. What? what? Y'all agree? Y'all talking about having fun. And they're kind of in a Lakers situation, too. I mean, matter of fact, Shams just reported. Was it today or yesterday or early today about how the Celtics have pretty much told the, told the Pelicans, and that's one of the reasons why the Pelicans held off on not taking a deal from the Lakers because Boston was pretty much like, if y'all wait, anybody on our rosters, any of our young core is available, including Jason Tatum. So how's that going to fit? I think, you know, that's another thing we're going to have to play going down the line as far as with the Celtics. Like, how is that affecting their young player? We see how it affected the Lakers. How are they going to take that? Now, Jason Tatum has already pretty much said it don't matter. I, I feel like I'm going to be an all-star. I'm going to be a star. And that's the attitude that you should have. He got that Kobe mentality. That's the attitude that you should have as a young player. He's not going to win in New Orleans, but I like You're his right. attitude about but it. He, he basically he said, but, hey, if I leave, it don't matter. You know, I should have been – basically said I should have been an all-star this year. You know, and – when I go somewhere, I'll be an all-star next year. Did he so, cry about not making an all-star team like Rudy Gobert? <laughs> he was out there weeping, my dog. He was, nah. he was weeping. No, nah, hey, Tatum's just talking right now. He was talking during the all-star after he won his little skill competition, and he continued to talk. But that's the mentality that you should have as a young player versus, oh, no, they're trying to trade me. So, But we still got to think of how that's going to affect the other young players. And it's already kind of affecting some of them, too, on the Boston Celtics. But I'm with you. Like, I, I – the Celtics with my pick as the one that would be the major threat to um, the um, the Warriors. 
I don't I don't feel that way now after watching them for almost sixty some games and seeing what Kyrie and the rest of the core is doing. So we don't feel they're going to get it together. The Kyrie comments about no team's going to beat us four out of seven times. I think it's clear those. that they're the third best or the the uh, the fourth best team in the East. I think it's clear. Yeah, you can say that. Milwaukee yeah. better than them. Uh, Toronto's better than them. Philadelphia's better. I think I think it's clear at this yeah. point. They're going to be a tough. I don't get me wrong. Like Boston's going to be. The, the East is going to be the playoffs to watch this year. But I don't think that even if somehow they were to make it to the finals, I think the Warriors will walk right over on top of them. So We got like five minutes left. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to officially change my MVP vote to Paul George. Hmm. I, I've, I was thinking that last week. Like I like Giannis. Don't get me wrong. Giannis yeah. has been hooping. Right now, if today if I had to vote, maybe it's prisoner in a moment from watching that overtime game, I would vote Paul Jewel. <laughs> I put yeah, him, he was trash he was, the next game. <laughs> I, I didn't see that. I he was hot too, I didn't see that. I put him too right now. Like I, I moved. I still haven't seen anyone jump over Giannis because the Bucks continue to play well and Giannis still doing Giannis things. But over this past month or so, Paul George has surpassed James Harden to me because – Paul George is doing it all. He's mm-hmm. playing defense, defense at a high level and still dropping 40. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that to, this is by far his best playing year I've ever seen Paul George. As a matter of fact, the numbers show it too. And that's what puts him over Harden to me because we all know Harden will do. Harden just going to go out and get buckets. And, you know, it looks good, you know, when you put getting your 60 and all that and the streak look good, but – he has definitely surpassed him as right behind Giannis uh, for that MVP uh, spot right now. He the best player on the Thunder? We change, I think are we changing yeah, that I now. It's close right now. Oh, okay, yeah. just wanted to make sure we Wait, said that earlier. Hey, look. He had to do that. <laughs> we, we said we said it earlier in the podcast. I had to bring it back because I because I said it. I said it a while ago, so I just wanted. To yes, he's the best player. Bring it back Thunder. around today. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, mean, Paul, I mean, the way I mean, Paul George Hooper right now. I mean, Russ has even kind of you know. Had, yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of gave yeah, up the reins. So. I'm I'm surprised at that from Russ. Congrats I mean, you could make. I mean, what is he the? I mean, top three player in the Western Conference right now? Definitely. I mean, I feel bad about LeBron, but I mean, the way Paul George yeah, yeah. is playing, I'd rather have Paul George yeah. than LeBron. Right? If we talk right now, how they play, I'd rather have yeah. Paul George than LeBron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. would go that far. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Paul George at least playing with energy and effort. I ain't <laughs> seen that from LeBron since <laughs> Christmas. Since before Christmas. <laughs> since Christmas, I ain't seen that for LeBron. <laughs> Yeah, I still wouldn't go there. <laughs> but Paul George is, is no, hooping. he hooping. And he, no. he is definitely right behind Giannis for that MVP spot. This was a nice, short and sweet edition of Shoot for Ball. Short and sweet. The only way you could do is short and sweet because A.B. wasn't here because this would have took 30 extra minutes of A.B. <laughs> Diablo! <laughs> Dennis Diablo. That is still has me rolling. Uh, we'll, we'll be back again next week. Our normal uh, length pause. I had to pause that one for you. Our normal Super length pause. next week. Uh, download this. Subscribe and share it with no the friends. Make sure you got the game going next week we and the 1v1. I ain't trying to get fired from my nah, you get, you get. fake job. <laughs> just, just make sure next week you got the 1v1 and, and No, I'll be and ready. Game. Next week i'll be ready this week we had to do something quick pause uh thank you so much uh, for listening it is the shoot for ball podcast